Hello, we're the Revitalize and Grow podcast, here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and each week I'll be joined by one of my fellow pros to pick apart various PR and marketing topics, demystify the jargon, and give you some practical tips that you can apply to your own business. Occasionally, we'll be bringing on some special guests for bonus episodes. You can find all the latest episodes and keep in touch with us at adpr.co.uk or find us on all the socials. You can find the handles in our bio. So grab your cuppa and join us and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss the latest episodes. And welcome back to the Revitalize and Grow podcast, here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and this week I'm joined by Becky. Hi, Becky. Hello. (laughs) Hello. To talk about um, briefings and tenders for communications agencies. So um, discussing the do's and don'ts really about how to get the best results from your tenders and briefs if you are in a position where you are briefing out to a communications agency. Um, So let's start with Becky. Um, Why are we focusing on this? Why is it important to have an effective brief for your agency? Sure. So I think it goes back right down to the start of like why you want to work with an agency or why you need that additional support. And ultimately, the goal is to meet overarching kind of business objectives, which feed into your marketing objectives. And if the agency or company that you're working with don't know what they are, it can't actually help you achieve those goals. Mm-hmm. Um, we can do beautiful work for you. It can all look very pretty. We can get some great results. But ultimately, if they're not feeding into your marketing objectives, which then feed into the overarching business goals, kind of ask the question, like, why are we doing it? There needs to be kind of reason, strategy, and kind of mythology behind what we're doing, what mm-hmm. we want to achieve, in order to know that we're helping you succeed and helping you achieve that success for your business without it can kind of be a bit like blind leading the blind if they don't know why we're working with them or what we need to achieve, or we indeed don't know what we're trying to achieve, yeah. then it's, um you know, it's really helpful to have a bit of a brief. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I agree. It's essentially, you know, a poor brief generally generates... You know, I don't want to say poor work, but like, but you know, you're not you're not going to achieve what you want, or it's not going to come back in the way, in the form that you want it if you haven't given a good a good brief. So yeah, it's really really important to nail it in the in the first place. Um, so going from there, um, what should be in a good brief? So I think, like like we just said, like going right back to the start, um, it's really important for the marketing team, marketing manager, whoever is in charge to understand right at the top, the umbrella, however you want to look at it, what is the overarching business objective, strategy, goal, what is the business trying to achieve? And then from a marketing perspective, we want to know what is the marketing team trying to achieve? Is it more sales? Is it footfall to the website? Is it um, brand awareness? Like you name Mm -hmm. it, whatever it is, that's the kind of, that's the pinnacle. That's what we need to know right at the start. Mm -hmm. So that when we're thinking about kind of tactics and nitty gritty details of what we want to do, how we're going to do it, who we're going to talk to, 
every element and every stage of this kind of planning and brainstorming all leads back to those marketing objectives, which all feed into the overarching business strategy. And important to have both short and long-term objectives, isn't it? So, you know, so that, yes, you might initially be thinking you want some support um, from an agency on the next year's activity, let's say 12, you know, 12 months and you've got some great new products that are coming out and you want, you know, you've got particular objectives around, as you've said, Becky, sort of website traffic or newsletter signups or, well, you know, whatever those sort of smaller short-term objectives might be. But um, without, if an agency doesn't know what those longer-term objectives are, they can spend a lot of time focusing on just one thing without building the foundations for what's coming in the future. So it's it's really yes. important they have a full picture. Absolutely. And often those short-term goals feed into the long-term goals. So it might be that there's a couple of smaller goals that are all part of the wider campaign or the wider goal. But without knowing kind of what the bigger picture looks like, it's hard for your agency to be able to make sure they're completed in the right way or the audience might be slightly different or there might be different elements we need to segment or do it slightly Mm -hmm. differently so that it meets your overarching goal. If we're only ever given kind of short-term goals or objectives, then we can't be as helpful or as good as we possibly can be. Um, We say it to all our clients and people that we work with, give us as much information as you can Mm -hmm to help us understand your business as best as possible. So then when we're making recommendations about strategy and planning, events, campaigns, whatever it is, we can be sure that we know it fits into the overarching strategy, not just for the marketing department or team, but for Mm -hmm. the business so that we can help you achieve the goals that you want to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Anything, anything, I mean, you touched upon there as well, target audience. Um, and I suppose from what you've said there as well, but is the, <laughs> I think sometimes um, companies can be really put off by how many questions an agency might ask when a tender goes out. We can come back with questions that might seem like they have no relevance to this tender whatsoever, but generally um, agencies aren't being nosy or trying to trip you up, or trying to get secret information out of you, um, they they have a genuine need to know so that they can do a good they can do a good job. Yeah, um, absolutely. The more we can ask or be told about a business, whether to the person that we're talking to, they might wonder like, why are we asking that, or what relevance has that got to do with said campaign that we're talking about? It really some of the time it's just in terms of doing our research doing some additional like digging into historical information have you done things before how has the business reacted to xyz whatever Mm -hmm. it's just helpful for us to have that greater understanding both historically what's happening now and what we think is going to happen in the future as well and if you're you know and it's very standard as well if you wanted an agency to sign an NDA so that you know you've got that extra rich I mean no agency is going to share any information they they, (laughs) they're given they they won't that's you know just best practice um but if you are uncomfortable or unsure or you're dealing with people you haven't dealt with before then you can do that and it wouldn't be it wouldn't be frowned upon or shocked you know an agency would quite happily sign 
an NDA yeah, for you. Absolutely. And similarly, um, like people, companies sometimes ask you to sign an NDA when they're talking to you about like new product launches mm-hmm. or events or like signings that they've got if they're asking you um, to tender or they're looking at agencies to work with for just a smaller campaign or the start of a bigger campaign. Then, yeah, absolutely. Like you said, not unheard of to ask to sign NDAs and there shouldn't be any problems from either side in doing that because obviously we're not going to do anything with that information it's just part of being able to be as well informed as possible Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely um any any anything else any others we've talked about objectives of course and business objectives marketing objectives I touched yep. a little bit in terms of audience, anything, what other sort of vital on our checklist of what needs to go into a tender or brief? Um, so timeframes are often really helpful. If there's any key timelines that we need to be aware of, anything that we need to either meet, something's going to launch at a particular time or it needs to happen before or after um, a particular time, it's really helpful to have those so that that feeds into kind of planning and what we think is possible and not impossible Mm -hmm. Um, I mean we all like a challenge don't we but as (laughs) as much time to kind of plan and get ducks in a row is really great but if there are like non-moving non-movable events that are going to happen we need Mm -hmm. to know about those things or if it is kind of like a tender for a pitch it's also really helpful to know like when the pitch is going to happen or kind of timelines of when certain things need to be submitted Mm -hmm. submitted by for example uh what else is important to know if you've got an idea of budget that's also really helpful um yeah it always seems like the golden question or the elephant in the room when we talk about many wonderful things and different creative ideas that you can come up with and absolutely when you're told that the sky's a limit or there's no budget at this current time. That's great. Creativity can absolutely flow. Lots of potential ideas of things that we can do. But similarly, if there is a budget, it's really helpful to kind of give your agency a bit of guidance so we know mm-hmm. that if we're aiming for the sky, if we need to aim, you know, a little bit lower, then that's yeah. really helpful. It's just a, a, yeah, a ballpark helps, doesn't it? And we do, and I think we've talked about it before, but we do appreciate, and I've, also been kind of both sides of the fence so I've been someone with the budget briefing into an agency and I've been in the agency and it can be I know for sure sometimes you think well if the idea is good enough I'll go and beg borrow and steal and try and get some more some more money from you know the powers that be (laughs) as you know the, the marketing team will go and do that um but they, you you know you should probably have an idea whether 50k is reasonable or out or totally <laughs> unreasonable or you know you're looking at something much smaller you it just gives your agency a little bit or agencies that are tendering a little bit of direction so they know um how to focus their ideas yeah really. absolutely and something on the other side I guess is that Often ideas that are put forward in tenders or proposals, there is often a little bit of um, manoeuvrability in terms of kind of like scalability. If you absolutely love an idea, but the budget they've proposed is just out of reach or it's just a bit too much and you know there's nothing else, we're not going to be able to get any more. Like do have those honest conversations with the companies that you're talking to, the agencies that you're talking to, because like we all love to hear that 
our ideas are great and we love them. But realistically, if they need to be scaled back to, uh, I don't know, push back in terms of time, mm-hmm. downsize the events, hold them for less people, hold them in a different, like all of those are really important conversations to have. So if there is room to do that, then like don't be afraid to ask about it because if a company wants to work with you or an agency wants to work with you and your brand, then it's a two-way conversation. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? I think that's a really interesting point. And we, that's what happens in the working relationship as well. And that happens from the very start. And when you're going through a tender process or a briefing process is, um, it is, it's a, it's a partnership and it's a two-way conversation. So have it. And even better, if you need to get agencies in to actually even help figure out what your brief is, like that's often they'll be the ones that are asking all the questions that you might not have even thought about that need to go into it. So that can, that can be really helpful. Um, and yeah, within your brief, make sure you have, you know, all the things you're after, what kind of support you're after, but equally the absolute no-nos and the stuff that you do not want, you know, if yeah. you've had stuff in the past or, for example, if you have a media buying agency that you work with that you're not going to change, then let a different communications agency know that so they actually don't start going too much into sort of <laughs> detail on, on that because it's not something you want them to work on anyway. Um, so always make sure you're really clear what those boundaries are, like where you want them to work and where you don't want them to work. Um, and or if you if don't know, or you don't know the services that, that you don't know whether you want mm-hmm. them or not or you haven't thought about them then also let them know that they can there are some elements where oh I'm really I'm not sure about social media at the moment I do it yeah within the team but it'd be great to understand a little bit more about what you can do or what the cost implications might be mm-hmm. then that's also helpful that to give the agency a little bit of information that there is potential there but at the same time don't spend half the time talking about it if we don't know what budget potentially is available there yeah and an, and another thing that's quite I don't always think gets shared at a, a briefing stage but um is any brand guidelines like don't leave an agency no. guessing about what your tone of voice is I mean obviously we are professionals and we can go, we can look at your communications, we can look at your channels, we can look at your website, we can look at how you talk on social media, but we haven't seen your brand guidelines. And just there's there's no need to leave an agency guessing on that. You can send it over to them. Again, it can all be packaged up with sort of an NDA. So actually they can see, because you'll probably have some things in there like that you would absolutely do not do as a brand. And so that's quite, you know, that's very useful for an agency to know if there are particular things you do not do or approach or say, or that's useful for an agency to know before they start going down the, the wrong route. Um, so that's that's another one is just, if you can, include a bit of, of brand guidelines. Um, anything else? Have we done... I was going to say, probably it might also be helpful to know like if there is a presentation or an actual pitch, it's helpful sometimes for the agency to know who they'll be pitching to. So mm-hmm. whether it stays within the marketing agency at this or the marketing department, sorry, at this stage, or whether it is with the CEO or the owner or the MD, that's really helpful for the agency to know just so that they can get an idea of kind of what level they're pitching to, who they're talking to, mm-hmm. to make sure that 
you know, it's all written in the right way. We're talking to who we need to be talking to. Um, that can be quite helpful as well. Yeah. And what are, so besides the content, um, what are some good do's and don'ts when it comes to tenders and briefing? Uh, so what's good do's and don'ts? Don't assume that the agency knows everything about your business. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about kind of, uh, they might come back with questions. We've talked about brand guidelines, but if there's something really obvious, like you've just said that you absolutely hate or you really, really need some support on this specific area or talking to this audience, mm-hmm. tell them, um, like you said, we will do lots of research and reading and looking at your channels and your social media channels and your website. But if there's something really key that you want us to know or feel we should know, tell the agency or mm-hmm. direct them to a particular page on your website, for example, so that they've got a really fair opportunity to know that. Yeah. Uh, I would say also be really clear about timeframes if you want when's the deadline for submitting responses or sharing your pitch document ahead of a formal pitch if that's the way it's going um booking in those kind of pitch timings or interviews some companies like doing it that way mm-hmm. um and how long they've got for that so yeah if they've got an hour and then they've got 30 minutes for questions afterwards great if they've got an hour and that's also got to include those questions let them know that so that their presentation doesn't go on for 55 minutes and then leave no time for discussion afterwards. Um, It's sometimes really helpful to know as well, like how many other companies you're seeing so that you can kind of weigh up how much you're going to put into it or whether it is kind of between you and another company or whether it's really early stages, they're having presentations from 10 different companies and they're going to whittle yeah. it down like things like that are just helpful for their for the agency to know yeah uh, and I think that's a good point because there's always sometimes there's different stages and then you don't produce necessarily a great big pitch for the first stage that might come later but yeah all of that as you say should be kind of laid out quite clearly so everybody knows where they stand mm-hmm. um and I think you talked about this earlier is giving a good time frame as well for responses so that a, they've got a good amount of time to do a good job and to, because actually, I mean, most of the time it's not the putting a presentation together, is it? Or putting it all into <laughs> a document. It's the research. It's the all coming together as a team. It's the insights. It's the taking those insights away, all coming, all having some thoughts about it, coming back, discussing it again. Like all of that stuff takes time and um you know, creative ideas take time to sort of sit and... Um, Absolutely. And, I'm, and I'm trying to think of a word that wasn't fester. <laughs> <laughs> Marinade. Evolve. Marinade, evolve, not fester. It's a horrible, horrible <laughs> word to use. Um, but the yeah, the longer they yeah. have, the you know, the better ideas you'll get back. And it isn't, I was going to say, any good agency isn't going to, it's not going to be one single person that puts the entire document together and does all the research and creative ideas from start to finish. It's a team effort. And Mm. in order to get kind of those insights and develop those ideas, it requires time to brief the team, do some research, 
think about what those campaign ideas might do or those topics or what they've done previously or what's going on in the industry and then kind of developing those mm-hmm. ideas and bringing them back to the team to then evolve a little bit further before <clears throat> we even get to the point where we're putting a pitch document together or a presentation slide. So yeah, it does take time. And if you want a good job and a thorough job done, you have to give those agencies the time to be able to do it properly and answer your tender in a really clear, concise and creative way. Yeah, indeed. And um, I think this is an do, there were, that was a little mix of do's and don'ts, wasn't it? Do give, <laughs> give some time. Um, and another one, um, and it can come up, it rarely comes up, but it does still come up sometimes, is a question of um, payment on results. And I would probably um, recommend uh, to not expect many or any agencies to agree to that because of so many different variables around PR marketing. Um, but of course, it's very, very important um, when you do start working with an agency is to have really solid and realistic KPIs that you work on together um, and you know what success looks like. Um, but we've definitely seen tenders from the very beginning mm-hmm. um, where it lays it t- tends to be more sort of public public sector um where they lay from the very beginning it's sort of this is the payment schedule and yeah this is you know essentially if you don't get x i don't know x many pieces Pieces or yeah or or you know applications to something Mm -hmm. um there isn't payment i i would recommend anybody listening that, that um you will probably um turn off quite a lot of really decent communications professionals if you if you do that and I think it's really fair obviously probably a little bit biased speaking from an agency's perspective but ultimately what you're buying when you're working with an agency is their time and their expertise and their contacts and that's all been built up over such a long time um, whether it's through relationship building, networking, having worked with them before, there's so many factors to why you pay an agency a certain amount of money or why they charge a certain amount of money. And so what you're buying from them is time. And yes, you want to achieve and secure some amazing results for your clients, like who wouldn't? Mm-hmm. But that's why it's really important to kind of set those KPIs and work with your agency to kind of get updates on them, to talk about how they're going, if there's anything we need to kind of change in terms of tactics or like outputs, but it's really important that it is a two-way conversation. And that's probably Mm. one of the reasons that, um, you know, we don't always pitch for payment by results or don't like to see tenders like that because that agency will still spend that amount of time. It might not be, like you said, there's so many different factors that are involved in whether a piece of coverage lands or whether X number of sales go through and I think there's also, um, if we take kind of an example of applications, it's um, there are many, many different factors that are beyond a marketing and communications campaign. Um, it might be, and, and, you know, it might be then you need to work on this, but it could be that um, certain terms and conditions within that application mean that it rules people out. So, a marketing campaign might be driving all the right people 
and the right amounts, volumes of people towards something. But if that isn't essentially working or if a product isn't fit for purpose or if, you know, an agency loses control over that and, and you know, that's where it becomes like uh, really difficult to do the kind of payment on results with that sort of result. Um, but as we say, it, that's why it's also really important to talk really openly, honestly, with any agency you work with, no matter what their specialism is working out those KPIs and what success looks like to you and both agreeing and being really happy with what you come up with. Yeah, um, it's really important. It's a two-way conversation, isn't it? And mm. that from ADPR's perspective, we like to become an extension of our clients' teams. Some of our clients, there is only one of them in the marketing department or there's one, yeah. two, maybe three of them in that marketing department. So in order to work with an agency, instantly we've doubled, tripled the size of their team because of their client team that's working with them. And that can be so valuable, but it's really important that there's always constant two-way communication about what we're trying to achieve, what success looks like if something's not working. And just as important as it as it is that we're talking to the client and the client's talking to us, talking to us, is that it's understood all the time what we're being told, whether that's part of the brief or kind of updates from the business where where we are. It's really important that the other person understands what is being said. And if there's something that's unclear or missing, is to push back to your client or push back to your agency and say, this doesn't make sense. Or what about this? Have you thought about this? It's really important that you understand the brief, but Mm -hmm. also that you're challenging the brief. Oh, I'm not sure that's going to work because of this. Have we thought about this factor? Have we thought about this audience? And having those opportunities within those conversations, whether it's an initial brief right at the start, whether it's a brief for a new product launch or a new season line of clothing, for example, it's really important that the communication channels are always open and going both ways, but also both parties feel empowered to be able to ask questions Mm. or clarify on certain points so that it's really clear all the time what we're aiming for or what we're trying to achieve. Mm. You know, as a little wrap up, I suppose that ten- tendering is and briefing is time consuming, isn't it? On both on both sides, I think there are people probably listening who think, oh, "God, I hate the tender process because it's you know it takes up a lot of time." Sure, but doing it well means you get good quality responses Mm -hmm. that will address your needs solve your issues and your challenges it creates better relationships from the start with those partners Mm -hmm. um and essentially in the long run it stops irrelevant work being done at a cost you know you don't that's the you don't want to be going in a wrong direction and it costs and it costs you money um so getting that brief and that tender right from right from the beginning is is really important i agree there's also in direct relation to that there was some research done last year by some australian strategists um matt davis and peter paul von wheeler with a research partner as well, Flood and Partners. And they looked into this um, uh, briefing process, both from a marketing department 
marketeers and an mm-hmm. agency perspective to kind of look and see like what what did people think do marketeers think they give good briefs do agencies think they understand those briefs what are those relationships and from speaking to 1700 marketeers and agencies across 70 countries so pretty robust mm-hmm. um, research here 80% of marketers said they did a really good brief and they give a really good brief to their agencies, whether it's kind of early stages in an established relationship, whereas only 10% of agencies agree that they are given good briefs. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> that's quite a discrepancy, isn't it? Yeah, in terms, and I think it's interesting, isn't it? And that it goes to show that, again, those marketers are like, but we do, you know, we do give good briefs but then it's yeah it's not felt on the other side so as long as there are questions there's opportunities for questions and to work together on Mm -hmm. those to kind of get to the bottom of it then um it's all about communication isn't it and making Mm. sure that what you think you're telling your agency is what your agency has understood and they've taken that forward and having those kind of channels of communication going both ways but from an agency perspective as well it's also really important that our teams and our client teams feel empowered and confident and knowledgeable when they're being briefed to clarify what's being said to push back Mm -hmm. if they need to or ask those questions but so they've got the experience and the training as well so we're talking about kind of tenders and briefs here but briefs in general if we're being briefed on a press release or a pitch for the media Mm. who are we talking to what are we offering what can we offer what kind of talking about all those different elements of the briefing process to ensure that your agency understands and then we can deliver yeah fantastic results for the client and help them achieve those goals and as you say it is an agency's role to challenge but that is you know you you should expect that you should expect Mm -hmm. some questions you should expect some challenges you should expect them to come back and say you know a little bit a little bit unsure about you know xyz (laughs) or i need more information on this or actually have you considered a different route um and it's not again it's not an agency trying to be difficult it's them just doing doing their job getting to the bottom of things so that they can they can deliver for you um and that is yeah so don't be surprised if you do get lots of questions back. It's it's part of what we do. Absolutely. Um, I think anything else, anything to add? No, I think that's probably pretty comprehensive there. Grab. Um, well, thank you again for listening. Um, I hope that was helpful for you. We do have um, slightly along these lines on the website, um, adpr.co.uk. There are some resources. I think we've got managing the pitch process with an agency um, on there, so you can have a look through that. Um, as always, please do get in touch if you have any questions or if you just want to have a chat about any of the challenges you might be facing. Um, otherwise, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.